Imagine the scenario. You want to start giving to charity and make a difference for children and families in poverty. You're browsing the internet, trying to decide the best charities for your donations. You're thinking about sponsoring a child, so you start researching the best child sponsorship organizations. Then BAM! You read this. Please do not sponsor this child. Child sponsorship is unethical and divisive. It's a strong statement and stops you in your tracks. But is there any truth in it? This and a lot more now. Hello, I'm Elilte Hapte. Today all about child sponsorship and a discussion about whether it is an effective way to fight poverty or just a waste of money and time. We talk with Ankatrin Kaplin, a former employee in various sponsorship organizations, someone who has had experience. Today we have the honor of getting answers to our questions and alignments about scandals, thanks to our today's expert, Ankatrin. But before we start with this exciting discussion, we should take a look at what child sponsorship is. From there, we go to the discussion and listen to some advantages as well as disadvantages. In this part, I'm going to be critical towards child sponsorship to gain maximum information and clarify current open questions, whereas Ankatrin is going to refute the criticisms. Last but not least, we're going to pick up solutions and opportunities. Ankatrin, welcome to the podcast. We really love your willingness to meet us here today. Thank you very much. It is an honor for me to be here today. Great. And I'm going to ask you to tell us what child sponsorship is. Great pleasure. So child sponsorship is a simple and a really powerful way to help a helpless child to break the bones of extreme poverty. It connects the sponsor with an individual child and allows him or her the opportunity to develop a lifelong relationship that will change the life of that child forever, which is great in my opinion. How does it look with the personal connection? I mean, can you really build up a relationship to your sponsor or child? Yes, of course. The sponsor receives updates from the child, mostly with photos and translated letters, which help to create the feeling of a personal relationship with the child. You can even plan a visit to meet the child you sponsor and tour his or her community center. When you sponsor a child, your monthly gift offers access to life-changing benefits like medical care, educational support, life skills and job placement after graduation. The donated money is generally not spent specifically on the sponsored child, but summarized with other contributions to finance a variety of education, health, security, infrastructure or other projects in a child's community or country. Nowadays, the most famous organizations are Save the Children, Children International, Child Fund, Plan USA, Unbound, World Vision and Compassion. Well, some of them may be recognizable for some people. Anyway, I wonder how this all started. Can you tell us a bit more about the foundation and emergence, please? Well, Save the Children was the first child sponsorship organization beginning individual child sponsorship in 1920 to help children following the First World War. Children International began as a child sponsorship charity in 1936. Plan International began in 1937 and Child Fund in 1938, followed suit 
as the concept grew in popularity. In response to the unfulfilled needs of children during the Second World War, Save the Children USA launched a sponsorship program to benefit British war orphans in 1940. In 2007, the JAAGO Foundation started a child sponsorship program locally in Bangladesh. Quite impressive! As a lot would like to sponsor but actually don't know how to do it, I think it would be great if you explain the steps. So how does it work? So the first step is choose. One has to select one of the children waiting for the sponsorship. The second step is click. Usually when you push a button, you're presented with a short form. And the third step is respond. You'll receive an email with instructions for payment or sign up for payment through the site immediately. When you make either a one-time gift or a recurring monthly gift, your contributions are summarized with that of other sponsors of children in the community where your child lives. Your contributions go directly towards the care of the child, providing food, water, shelter, clothing, medical supplies, school fees and books, and the basic necessities of life. What happens when your child and his or her community reach their goal? Many organizations can move on to serve another community in need. When this happens, you'll be given the opportunity to sponsor another child in a new community. Within the first month of signing up for child sponsorship, you mostly will receive a welcome packet with a picture of your child and more information about the program. Once you sign up for child sponsorship, you can sign into your account and send your child a message. You can sponsor a child from all around the world. Wow, the donors offered a huge selection. But is it expensive? No, I wouldn't say so. Finding money for a school uniform, proper shoes, textbooks or the next school excursion is often impossible. It depends on the organization, but mostly the costs are between 20 to 40 euros per month. An exception would be organizations that offer annual amounts, for example 240 euros per year. If I'm not wrong, to make the most of your monthly sponsorship donation, some organizations even combine it with other donations to invest in lasting, long-term resources for the sponsored child, their community and other helpless children. In fact, because of the community-focused approach, for every child sponsored, four other children benefit. That's because everywhere they work, their goal is to strengthen and empower the entire community, so all children can make progress. What to do if it's still too expensive for someone to donate, but he or she really wants to take part in child sponsorship? One opportunity is to share the costs among friends or relatives. Well, a few days ago I did some research and found out that more than 9 million children around the world are sponsored by Western donors. And a major new report on the work of one aid agency has found that sponsorship does improve children's lives. It has reopened a long and strong debate over whether this hugely popular form of giving to the poor is either ethical or effective. There has been very little previous research into whether the three billion transferred from the witch world to the poor through sponsoring children actually has a measurable impact. So academics from the University of San Francisco decided to undertake the most wide-ranging study yet in six developing countries Bolivia, Guatemala, India, Kenya, the Philippines and Uganda. 
if I remember correctly, they interviewed more than 10,000 adults and looked at the lives of those who had been sponsored as children by the agency Compassion and compared them to their peers who hadn't been sponsored. Yes, Dr. Bruce Weidig, the professor of economics, said, As a development economist, I am used to seeing very modest outcomes from aid programs, but we were amazed at the size of impacts on kids. Dr. Bruce Weidig was really surprised at the findings. The results showed that the sponsored children stayed in school longer than their non-sponsored classmates. They were more likely to have office jobs and were more likely to be leaders in their communities and churches. In Uganda, the impact on education was particularly striking. The sponsored children were 42% more likely to finish secondary education than those not part of the program, and 83% were more likely to complete university. Can you give an example for this? Of course. An example is a girl called Peace. The results are not a surprise for her. She grew up in rural Uganda as one of 14 children. As a small child, she worked as home help. At the age of nine, she was chosen to join a compassion program and was sponsored by a Canadian family. She now lives in the UK and helps run a charity, namely Fountain of Peace, for poor children back in Uganda. She has no doubts that the sponsorship gave her the boost she needed. Her words were, it gave me a new lease in life, helped me become what I am and to change a generation. Pieces of the opinion that one has to invest in a child if he or she wants to change a community. She said that she was also able to help her siblings and the children of friends. So I'd like to ask another question. Originally, the San Francisco researchers hoped to do a comparative study of different agencies' programs, but for this project only Compassion chose to take part. Why? Justin Byworth, the chief executive of World Vision, the biggest child sponsorship charity in the world, said that they did not participate because it's harder to evaluate the projects. He said, the way we do sponsorship, everyone in the community benefits equally. So this piece of research wasn't appropriate for us. In 2012, our impact report showed clear reductions in child mortality and malnutrition and improvements in education across sponsorship programs. Most agencies like World Vision and Plan International now steer sponsorship money more broadly to development projects like water supply, nutrition or schools. Thank you for this explanation. I will now refer to Compassion a little more because a lot of allegations are true of them, which is why I will use them as an example for a lot of child sponsorship organizations. I've heard that many people ask themselves whether this is unfair and discriminatory. While one child is helped, others in the community are left behind. I really wonder how Compassion justified it. For Compassion CEO Ian Hamilton, the research approves their one-to-one -one model. He said, We've always believed there's a huge psychological benefit for a child to know that someone on the other side of the world really loves and cares about them. He also said, This research has reinforced that message. Unfortunately, all help has to be selective, and we can't help everyone. He's not wrong. But this issue will still be hotly contested, as long as so much money flows into help agencies from child sponsorship and so many children's lives are affected. Their child sponsorship program is all about one sponsor making a difference to an individual child. 
It means their marketing is rooted in integrity. The child you support through compassion is directly receiving medical, educational, spiritual and social support thanks to your monthly donations. Yes, I got you. They're not just a photo used as a fundraising mechanism. I mean, there's a real child thriving because of you. So basically, because their sponsorship program is so focused on developing individual children, it is naturally selective. But isn't all help? Well, that's true. Tell us a bit more, please. Chuck McGinty, the Compassion Senior Director of Child and Youth Development, puts it like this. Any development organization has finite resources, so there are choices to be made. That is true of community development, child development or disaster relief. There will be those that benefit and those that don't. So Compassion's model is to work with the poorest that we can reach through the local church. The local church finding the most helpless children. They run our sponsorship programs exclusively in partnership with local churches in 25 countries around the world. This means that the staffs who identify the most helpless children to register into their projects are locals who know the communities inside out. They know who is in most need of help. But there is still another point I would like to criticize. The sponsors may believe they have legal rights over the child, or at least the right to influence their personal and spiritual development. Many organizations demand a religious education for the sponsored child in order for him to adopt the same religious orientation of the sponsor. Compassion has often been criticized for proselytizing. That means to try to persuade someone to change their religious or political beliefs, with its sponsored children being selected by local churches and given an evangelical Christian education. What happened next? Dr. Weidig, who has worked as a consultant for World Vision and Compassion, found the spiritual aspect of sponsorship might be intrinsic to transform children's lives. He said, Bringing hope to children is a trite phrase, but it actually may be a profound and little research aspect of development. In a follow-up study of children currently being sponsored by Compassion, he found they scored better than their peers on happiness and hopefulness. He argues that building children's self-esteem and goals could be as important as providing financial help and schooling. A distinct aspect of an individual sponsorship is that it generates a personal connection between the donor and the sponsored child. This connection, which is often perceived as beneficial for the child, can lead to unrealistic and unattainable expectations for both parties. Both the sponsor and the child can develop false hopes and the child runs the risk of having these frustrations spilled over time. I have to say that in my opinion this is a really poor excuse to not donate and help people in need. If this stops us from sponsoring, many children will suffer or at least won't have the opportunity to get a sponsor and a life-changing chance to defeat poverty through education for example. I have to agree with you on this, but individual sponsorship can also lead to significant problems for the child in the event of the sponsor withdrawing. In fact, if the donor decides to stop his patronage and the organization cannot find replacement, the child will lose all external help and all of his efforts will have been in vain. If thinking of having an individual sponsorship, the person should have a willingness to donate for a long period of time and to accompany the child until he or she gets independent, so that you don't let him or her down and rip the opportunities out of his or her hands. Well, every sponsor needs to decide whether he or she wants a personal relationship with a sponsored child and make a greater impact in that individual's life 
or rather donate to an organization that stands for equal benefits for everyone in the community. What makes you say that? In my opinion, both ways are good, because in the end you're doing something and at least helping people. And this should be a decision for the sponsor. When he has concerns about exclusion, donating to an organization that stands for equality would be a better option. Last but not least, I'd like to talk about the shocking results about a child sponsorship organization, Feed the Children. Feed the Children was founded in 1979 and is headquartered in Oklahoma. It offers several options for supporters to make donations, including child sponsorship. The organization also delivers its programs to those affected in a natural disaster. Over the last decade, there has been considerable controversy about the organization, which has negatively impacted the public's opinion of Feed the Children. A sponsor is asked to donate 25 euros each month for as long as the donor chooses to donate, and their money will supposedly be given to the chosen sponsor a child. In most cases, the money is bundled and distributed through multiple donations. As stated by the American Institute of Philanthropy, their rating criteria feed the children received an F rating for financial efficiency for purposes of spending only 20-23% of its donated budgets on their charitable programs. Feed the Children has since denied this rating, since the American Institute of Philanthropy does not include gifts in kind in its ratings. Indeed, philanthropic movements like child sponsorship are successful practices and indeed bring monthly donations to a community. However, these donations bring with them some negative effects. Those on the receiving end of these donations may experience drain within their community and still face uncertainty financially. Organizations like Feed the Children do not always offer the truth when budgeting and advertising. Feed the Children needs to continue to work on addressing the problem of their program's effects on the donor and sponsored child. They have a lot of work to do when it comes to providing the truth about their donations and portraying a more complete picture of the children and the communities in need. For these reasons, I would recommend to only donate to reliable organizations. I already have mentioned them at the beginning of the podcast. Comparison tools may be favorable in choosing the best child sponsorship charity for you. There are key similarities and differences to consider, such as the approach. Some sponsorship charities will focus on individual child development and others have a broader community development approach. The funding. Some non-profit organizations rely on supplemental grants in government, funding versus others that rely completely on donor support. The doctrine and mission. Some charities include a faith-based model and others are secular. To compare some of these major child sponsorship organizations, you should look for the crucial differences such as percentage of funds used for program support, community or child-focused benefits, whether it receives government funding and whether it has a religious affiliation. Then if it operates dedicated community centers, provides regular medical care and checkups, provides dental care and so on. Great, you certainly can't go wrong with these instructions. Is there something else you want to say to the listeners? Sure, I want to encourage you to support a child. You want to change the world? Sponsoring a child is an effective way to contribute your help to individuals and communities in need without ever leaving home. 
Since sponsored children have better chance of finishing their education, you are helping communities as a whole develop. For less than one euro a day, you will be able to provide access to food, education, social support and medical care to children from disadvantaged families. Making just a few small sacrifices in your own life can make a world of difference in someone else's. Well, Ann-Kathrin, thank you so much for talking with us. Great pleasure. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. I hope now that you have listened to the interview, you are inspired to donate to a child sponsorship organization. So go, make a difference and put a face and a name to the fight against poverty.